Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Laura, we're back again. We are. There we yeah. are. We're back again. Um, side note, we were talking the other day, we listen to music a lot as we cook in our house. And if no one has made it, please, someone out there listening, make it because I won't take the time. How great a 90s one hit wonder playlist would be. That's got to exist somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Send us an email, a tweet, an Instagram oh, message. We need to know. Love it. Such So many good dance tunes there. But we're here to talk about competency number four today. Uh, cultivating trust and safety. Mm. I'm excited to dig into this. What does what ICF, the International Coaching Federation, say about this uh, competency updated? Yeah. So we're defining this as partnering with the client to create a safe, supportive environment that allows the client to share freely um, and maintains a relationship of mutual respect and trust. Hashtag don't be an asshole. That's my addition. At the end. <laughs> don't be a dick. Yeah, this is true. So this seems like common sense. However, sense that is common is not always common in practice. So this is why we're digging into number four. I like it. Yes. I think, I, I mean, let's just jump in. I hear you when you say it, it does feel like common sense. Some of the, um, you know, bullet points underneath this definition talk about um, showing support and empathy, acknowledging feelings, right? Um, and, and that feels like hopefully if you have decided to become a coach, that is something that resonates with you, <laughs> that you are acknowledging the experience of other people. Um, but I'm wondering, what, what, what do you think, Laura? Why do, why do we have a focus on this? Like, what is your take on that? Yeah. So I always think people get confused about trust. So this is where this, this competency was just around trust before. So I think people need to think about building trust and having like a depository of trust. And you, you're like, I've built it up. Well, I think of it instead of what we used to follow on a principle, earned trust is ongoing. And so I think trust shows up and, and is not there always. You can't assume you have it with the people you work with for, including those coaching clients. And so I'm fascinated that this was expanded even to add safety. And that's where we get into psychological safety. So this is where this competency has been updated. I think trust could actually have some more reevaluation of how we think about it in terms of how we show up, how we show up as, and how we set expectations. Um, and I think it's really important because uh, we know good coaching partnerships and relationships ha have to have this from the get-go. And you earn trust from the first exploration coach. Actually, you earn trust from the first time they find you, wherever they do. And I ask people all the time, like, where are they finding me from? Um, some Facebook group, I'm not even on it. Uh, LinkedIn, like, what do I put there? Uh, what do you have on your website? To what do you say in, if you're part of the ICF directory when you're officially a coach? Julie, no pressure, big pressure, get in there. Um, so I think about earned trust is like more than just like who you are when you show up for the exploration session. It's who you put yourself out there in the world to be in some shape or form. And they feel a level of, I would trust this person talking about some intimate ideas, concepts, interests in my life. Yeah. I think one of the things people do not realize about this idea of earning trust is that it's work. 
right? You need to, and this competency calls it out. You need to lay a foundation, right? You need to make sure that client knows that there is not judgment in that space. That the client knows, um, you know, that they can risk, they can be vulnerable, right? Um, that you're holding space for them. And that takes work. It is not just trust in, by time, right? Um, that is not a real, that is not a real thing. Comfort might come with time. I don't know that trust comes with time. Ooh, that's um, but that the, it is an atmosphere that is allowing the client to really feel free, um, to, to talk about that, right? We've talked in all of our podcasts, I feel like around how we go deep, we look at root cause, right? Coaching is, is about introspection and, and, and taking a minute to think about the whys and you have to feel safe in order to do that. Yeah, your clients want you want to know that they feel seen and they come with different backgrounds and experiences and expectations. And I think it's knowing that they could show up whoever they are, how they are. Um, and a lot of clients that we see come from different represented groups around the world and, and they feel safe knowing like my favorite question was one of exploration sessions, like which we visually see each other on screen. Like you don't look like a person of color, but from what you've said in your description, I would feel safe talking about X, Y, and Z. And so like, that's really important that we're signaling to clients that they could show up, um, feel, they feel trusted and safe enough to talk about uncomfortable things, um, things that haven't always been great in their life, because part of that is getting to like those issues that they want to get past and move them forward. And so, um, this is like the crossover of where, where therapy kind of shows up and I've had clients go, it feels like therapy, but I know it's not, but it gets into some realness of who they are. I think that's one of the biggest pieces I'm, I'm thinking about with this competency and why it's critical and why we say, I want a coach that's going to partner with me and co whatever with me, co-create, co-design, co-live and co-deal with what's going on in my life. Yeah. And I do think, although it's not explicitly called out in this competency, it's bringing up for me time back to other ones we've discussed around this idea of the client drives the agenda, right? And I think that's that no judgment piece. So mm -hmm. you should not be in that space, um, assuming you know what's best, um, be dictating the plan, right? Um, oh, if you only just did this, like, oh, how, how heavy is that phrase? We never want to use that <laughs> phrase, right? Because um, that, that's going to erode some of that safety. Yeah. It also makes me, you know, you, you, you mentioned the visual component and it wasn't in this context, but I think it's a good call out. Just a reminder, like what's in your space? What's in your video window? You know, when was the last time you checked? I, I talk from my office slash attic slash guest bedroom, and I am not always the best at looking around like what's been piled up behind. And I think just a good reminder, because what signals are coming um, from your visual space as well can be really important. Yeah, I think of a client that like lost a dog and I was like, no, Jack, you will not be in the background of my thing because we need to talk about grief and loss and um, we need to not have you around for a friend just yet because it's not the time or place. Yeah. And I think about the other ways that showing respect for your client is being aware to ask what you don't know and say you don't know. And I think about, I have a great, I have a great client that is part of a tribal community. Um, they're indigenous and 
I was like, tell me more about Awakening of the Canoes. Like, I don't know about this. And learning with and being um, sitting with them around their values and their beliefs and understanding is also really important. And I, I think it does signal um, mutual respect and trust in different ways. Like, I don't know is probably some of the best things I've said to a client or tell me more about that because I'm not aware, but I'm here to learn and learn with you. So tell me about yeah. it. We did call out, uh, you know, in our, in our pre-show notes, there was a, a phrase from that video um, around the coach not having a stake in the game, right? And that's a way to have psychological safety. And I would like to contest this point. <laughs> yeah, Osama Almosa brought that up. So tell me, tell me what is bringing this up for you? Uh, yeah. Does not have a stake in the game. Yeah, I think I think the intent of the comment, and this is obviously without you know talking um, with this person, but I think the intent of the comment is this idea of withholding judgment and not pushing your own agenda right? It is not your game to win as a coach, right? You don't have a stake in this game. However, man, it feels really inappropriate to talk about psychological safety and say like, I don't have a stake in this game or this relationship with this client. Because what I hear is like, do I have a stake in this relationship with the client? And I sure do. Like we're knee to knee or not really because it's video, but like, you know, <laughs> and so I, I think it is important to say, if you are creating a safe environment, you're holding that relationship. So that that's, that's where I took a little uh, kind of brush with that comment. Yeah. And I guess I push back on that a little bit because it's not that I, you and I don't care about our clients and then we don't want to make sure they feel safe enough to show up and then they're respected and trusted. I think I worry about getting too close to that client mm. because stake in it means like I'm all like I'm invested. And you're like, our time is really important. That space where we show up is critical. But at the end of the day, my clients that I coach really has to take action, initiative, change for themselves. And I don't get beat up with something doesn't happen within our six sessions or 12 sessions or that hour, because I don't even know the impact. And it's been funny to see, um, not funny, haha, funny, peculiar is many months after and a year and a half later, like I've had clients show up in my inbox and in my email and said, you asked me this, it's now hitting me now. Like this is resonating with me now, or I'm having this question. I know that we talked about this. So like I've had a text or an email from a couple of clients that we wrapped up last summer. And I think it's, I have to trust as a coach, I have to trust. And this is where the respect and stake goes. I that they're going to go out and do the work that we've done in session. And then I don't have to hold on to it. So my stake is like letting go of that is kind of where I'm at. So if we're going to use another poorly constructed sports metaphor, <laughs> Please let's go into it. <laughs> could we, could we compromise on like, I, I am showing up to play the game, but mm -hmm. I don't care about the out. I'm not invested in that outcome. Okay. Win or lose. Okay. I think that's like the middle ground of what we're saying. Yeah. Like I'll tie it closer to the sport we've done. So swimming. So you've coached them on their stroke. Uh, you've helped them with their flip turns. You got their starts going. You've done all you can to do. At the end of the day, they've got their own heats that they're going to show up for and race. And who's to say what that's like, I am medley is going to look like at the end of the day, you've done what you could. They've gone out into the world and they're going to do their lap, their time swim. And um, 
it's going to be their success that they achieve. Yeah. Right. Is that kind of. Yeah. Okay. I can get on board with that. Okay. I can have a stake in that game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's, there is a, there is a care, but there is, um, and this is some of like, as we wrap up with clients, like I recognize that I hope there's a success. And like, some of them have shared, like I've been promoted or I've gotten like $20,000 on this new job. Like, so there's some like numbers that people want me to share, but everyone's like success is their own. And I don't, who am I to define that? I guess that's up to the client. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, I'm going to double click on that. And so people hear it because I think that's really important. It is, it is the client's, the client needs to define success. Right. And so I think that's in the, in the vein of what we're talking about here is it needs to be the client who's defining how that went. Right. Did the outcome meet where, where they wanted to be. Right. We can't, we can't put that on them. It takes away from that, that safe exploration. So I'm wondering, cause we're very open people and very transparent. Um, how do you balance that level of like being vulnerable and building trust with the client um, as one of the, that's like one of the last points and also having boundaries as a professional coach. Like, what are you thinking about as those are, there's like a fine line to skate between. Um, so what ways do you show up with your clients now that you're thinking about this competency yeah. a bit more? Yeah. You know, I think that there are moments, look, I don't think any coach is hundred percent in coach mode all the time. And by that, I mean, I had a client who, um, was, uh, underemployed, um, contracted COVID and, and was then losing hours from that situation. It was really struggling. And like, we got into a session and we kind of started talking and as they, as they shared more, we just paused you know, and this was not our, this was probably our fourth or fifth session. So we had some rapport and it was me saying like, I just, I want to take a minute and say like, how are you? Right. Like, like I see you and this is a lot. And like, let's not maybe spend time in this coaching situation where I'm asking you these deep questions right now, because maybe that's not the best. And let's just take a minute or here's what I hear. Right. Like I, you know, I, I'm feeling your situation and, and, and I, I think that's okay. I mean, I'd be curious to know like what other coaches think, but I think it's that moment of saying like, shit, this is heavy, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I want to recognize that for you or with yeah. you, not for you. Cause that's, that's not my role, but like with you and in this moment. And I think that is being vulnerable because I think it, for me in that moment, it was also saying like, whoa, I don't know that I'm ready to move on as a coach from this because I'm almost, almost distracted, right. By, by the weight of what they're sharing right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's you, it's you being present with them to say, I want to recognize this. This is my, like, we always have to offer suggestions or coaching observations. It's an observation saying, do you understand? Like, I see you and this is really hard. And yeah, I think that's really important I think I've had to break from coaching from time to time because I, I it's hard because this is the one where it's tricky. We don't want to advise our clients or consult and we still want to stay curious. But like, I think I closer to the end when we talk about like when we wrap up a session, I think about resources and I, and I ask them, like, I still ask permission. Can I offer a suggestion or a thing? And um, I'll, I'll say like, listen, 
I've talked about this in other spaces and like, I've, whether it's been on a blog or a podcast and I said, like, I go, I don't mean to insert myself in my thing. Cause that's why I really want to be cognizant of that. But I hear you and you're on a similar, like going through it shits as I am. And I said to clients, like a couple of them are in the midst of a transition and it's not just a job change. It's a transition. And I said, the murky middle is hard and I'm still in it. And they're like, really? They're like, but you have this job. You, I went, doesn't mean you're still not in transition. So I've just said, know that you're not alone. Welcome to the party. Um, it's not fun, but you're in the middle of some interesting people that are working in it as well. And so I've, I've said that point blank to them to go, it's not always as easy. So when you see people with new jobs, new things, don't assume all things all things are settled. Um, and I've, I've and I don't mind giving that piece at the end with my clients or with a resource or something else. But I think um, they've appreciated hearing because they're right. Most of the time, our clients do most of the talking, and so I'm trying to be cognizant of like how do I insert the thing to say I see you. I'm still there as well, and we're working it out. And yeah, and it's not like we're not coaching robots because God knows they can't do that job. Uh, but it's like saying like I'm part of this human experience with you, and there's other people that are going through it, and your shit's still valid. So I love that you said it to your client as well. Essentially, like it's hard. Yeah, and I think too in those moments, like you know, you work with a client and they they want to show up to coaching too. Like they want to show up yeah. and, and quote unquote, do it right. Right. They want to be invested in, in that space. And, and sometimes we're not at our best. And so yeah. I, I think having that moment with a client to be like, I see that this is difficult right now. Like it is okay if you don't want to show up today, you know, yeah. or let's show up in a different way today. Like, what is that? What do you need out of this time, out of this space? Um, and whether that's, hey, we're just going to be done and reschedule or we're just going to shift and do something different. Like that, I think, is part of this, too. Yeah, I think it just takes people away from like, I need the three step program. I need to tick this box. You're like you're saying, no, maybe it's not the right time like you, I and it's telling them maybe you're not in the best mindset as a coach is recognizing like she's got heavy for me today. I probably should have rescheduled. And I, when we've had other coaches say they're like, I've been exhausted at the end of the day, or I've not been ready. And we talked about the coaching mindset number two, like I'm not in the right mindset. Like, how do you get yourself into it? Or to tell the client, we need to move things because it's just not great for me. And I think that offers them a reliance of, especially if you have that relationship of you want accountability, you do show up, but maybe not every coaching session's ready for you to be the coach or the coach to be coach, the client to be coached, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I would uh, wrap with, um, you know, they talk about in each of these videos, how is this demonstrated? Well, when do you see characteristics of this demonstrated? Well, and something that I think is great as a way to sum up what we've talked about is um, demonstrated. Well, you can understand the client in their own context. And I think that is goes back to your comment about robot coaches, right? So yes, I might have a, uh, a, a, target audience for lack of a better term of coat of people that I coach, but I cannot treat them the same way. Like that engagement is not the same way. We do not get into a, uh, you know, here's my, here's my five things that I do with every client and it's going to work every time, you know, like that is not, I think who either of us want to be at coach as coaches, or even what I think ICF would tell you as a coach. And, and this one really looks at 
yes, you might coach leaders, right? You might coach folks in transition, but you're giving them space to show up fully as that individual um, and not just a, a member of a group that's all treated the same way. I love that you said that because I had a client say, well, what would you do with me? Like you have other clients like me. I went, yeah, but y'all are different people. So let's meet you where you're at now and don't assume. And I, one client's like, well, based on what I said, what do you think I should, we should start with? And I was like, what do you think we should start with? So like, it's reminding the client that they are in control and they do, they do set the tone and the agenda. But I think it's reminding folks, like we don't coach with like a framework or a five-step process um, because it's not like you're going to guide them through. It's like, where are you at now? And let's meet you there. And then let's move forward together and see where it goes. And we'll see what it unpacks and unwinds from that. Um, so thanks for bringing that up, Julie. I think it's, it's helpful for not just coaches, but for clients that might listen and hear us. Right. Well, trust and safety. There's tons of resources out there. I will give a shout out to, I think it's Amy Edmondson. She's out of University of Michigan. She does a lot of work with psychological safety. So maybe I'll drop a link in there um, because I think that's needed more than ever, not just in coaching, but in the workplace with teams, with leaders and whatnot. Um, and yet, and then my other favorite one is Rachel Botsman on trust. Uh, she's got a couple of talks out there. I'll, I'll drop links into her, her work. She has a podcast called Rethink. A uh, big fan of her trust and the sea of uncertainty uh, that we all need to hop over at some point. Uh, any resources that. for these areas, Julie, that you think are relevant? Um, I think I'm going to go with a broader recommendation, more specific resources. And that is um, do your own work right? As a coach, because I think what I've, what comes up for me in this is like, understand where you might um, hit a roadblock, right? Like dig into your own shit so that you know, like, oop, this conversation might be difficult for me. Um, or learn if you're going to be coaching folks who are, uh, have different backgrounds than you, right? Or, or different identity pieces, like get into that, dig into that. And there's a lot of different resources out there, right? So um, if you identify as a white coach, like what have you done to talk about race? and equity today, right? And learn about that, right? Like, what are you doing to talk about your own values? Have you learned about your own values? You know, like, and dug into that work and there's lots out there. Get curious of what you don't know. I love that. Well, till next time, we'll be coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.